With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Shive Time, here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Oh, Thursday morning. We got Thursday night football. We got uh, Breeders' Cup. We got Bruins. We got World Series Game Five and a two-two series. Good morning, Chris Shime. How are you, buddy? Good morning, Mutt. I'm wonderful. How are you? Today is National Sandwich Day. And Chris Shime told me uh, off the air he wishes he had a sandwich right now. Uh, you hungry? I'm Will today have hunger strike? Yeah, very much so. Finished. I mean, for me, it mutt. It's like middle of my afternoon, so I'm starving. Why don't you could bring, you could, I know you've been watching your figure. Uh, I don't keep candy in the house, which is smart after mm-hmm. I ate 19 Reese's Cups mm-hmm. uh, the other day. You could bring a sandwich, like make a little lunchy for 10 o'clock, a I little know. snack before the podcast. Normally, I have a more substantial breakfast, and I'm okay until I get home. Um, but I, I haven't done that the last two days. So well, the metabolism, you're working out more, you're in better shape, so the metabolism needs to be, you got to fuel the, the, the engine, Chris Sean. Exactly, you're 100% right, Mutt. And you got to fuel it with the right things. Can't be tossing uh, diesel into a premium <laughs> engine here. <laughs> what were you snacking on when I caught you eating on the microphone? Uh, I was having a uh, mini cupcake that uh, Courtney brought in for oh Greg's birthday. Well, I believe that's what you would call diesel, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, it just one. It wasn't it wasn't a lot, just one. Uh, I need some mini cupcakes after my uh, foray back into NBA betting last night. Uh, we had two two NBA bets last night. Uh, one of which was the under in Celtics and Cavs, and I said on the podcast yesterday, can't possibly go to overtime again. Oh, it did. Mm-hmm. It did. Uh, 107-107. That still would have been the under, but it ended at 107-106, 108-107, still well under the 222. Uh, that did not work out. They go to overtime, 114-113, your final. So we lose the under thanks to a – I mean, again, what are the odds for uh, two teams who just played five days ago playing a second overtime game? I'd love to know. We did survive the Al Horford under one-and-a-half three-point bet. He's one for Good. four on three. So we cat, we went one for two there. Uh, it was a little more juiced up, so we took the loss on the NBA side of it. And then let's watch the World Series baseball. We had under three-and-a-half runs first five innings. Scoreless the first four, Astros put up five in the top of the fifth. I repeat, five in the top of the fifth, so that bet is dead. The Phillies end up getting no hit, so Royce Hoskins over a half total base, dead. So I picked an offensive prop for a guy whose team got no hit, and we had under three and a half runs, and for four innings plus, we were home free. And so we went one of four, and I'm not betting much today, Chris Schein. Yada, yada, yada. That's fair. Say. I get that. I uh, I did okay last night. I missed on Annoying. Flyers plus one and a half. Uh, Toronto just pummeled Felix Sandstrom with shots. So uh, good job by Toronto, I guess. Um, but uh, Tage Thompson came home nice and, nice and easy nice. It was over three and a half shots, right? Uh, over two and a half. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, and he also had a goal in the game. So uh, good job by Tage. And then I also ended up, I, you know, I, 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 I wanted to, I should have been more, it had a stronger conviction on the Sabres. Uh, after the podcast, uh, I was talking about it with a buddy, and I was like, shucks, I probably should have uh, gone in a little harder on that. And I didn't. Bad job by me. Uh, so we got the Bruins tonight, the red-hot freaking Boston Bruins. Yes, sir. Uh, what do we got? Well, the Prince of Pucks, the people need winners to free themselves for 
the weekend and week nine in the NFL. We need more money. Yeah, so I look at this game. It's a tough one, right? The Bruins are dealing with a few injuries. Uh, the Rangers are a good hockey team. Uh, and their games have been relatively low scoring. Um, not a ton of like crazy scoring like with the Bruins games. But then again, they're facing the Boston Bruins tonight. So I'm going to go over six. I think this line should be six and a half. It is not. So I will take the over of six um, Bruins at Rangers tonight. Uh, the Bruins played two nights ago in Pittsburgh. Um, and Linus Olmark struggled, came out of the game, had to go back in the game because Swayman got hurt. Yep. I assume Olmark will get the start tonight. Um, and and I'm okay with that, and I still want the over because, again, as as I said, he struggled the other night. I kind of expect he might struggle again tonight, having having to go so quickly again. I think this is normally a spot where Swayman would start, but with his injury, they, they're forced to start Olmark. So I think the Bruins are going to be forced to pump up the offense, which is why I like the over so much in this game. So, yeah, I, I was going to ask you, what what does it sound like they're going to bring up Kincaid? That would be my guy? assumption, yes. That would be the next guy, but I don't think they will start him. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Bruins recall Keith Kincaid after Jeremy Swimman's injury. Correct, but I don't believe, and, and I may be proven wrong about this when Jim Montgomery talks to the media in like two hours, but I don't believe they will start him unless they have a back-to-back at this yeah, point. Yeah, well, uh, admittedly, folks, there are a lot of reasons why uh, it'd be easier to tape this podcast later in the day because of our schedule. We do it earlier, so whether it's starting pitching, whether it's lineups, whether it's lines available we can't always get you the best information. We try to, but I give Shime credit. A couple of days ago, he, he audibled out of something he was going to do or added information to it on the BetQL Boston Twitter account. That's the best way to get updates during the day. If we change things on our Boston bets here on this podcast, BetQL Boston on Twitter. Um, so the play is the over no matter who's in net tonight. Yes, that is correct. Okay. I want the over no matter what because if Keith Kincaid's in net, I have zero confidence that he'll save anything. And if Omar's in net, again, he struggled, he struggled the other night, so yeah. he's still recovering from that. Uh, any prop bets for Bruins and Rangers? Um, I really want to bet Linus, uh, Hampus Lindholm to have over awesome. half he a point. He was awesome the other night. I really do. I just feel like player points are such a weird thing. But uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fully commit to it. I've been thinking about it all day. I've been wrestling with it in my mind. I'm going to fully commit. Hampus Lindholm, over a half a point in the game is even money. Woo! So he just needs an assist or a goal. And the guy was freaking nails in that Penguins game. He was involved in all four of those comeback goals. So uh, I, I, he's on the first power play line. I think you're going to get a couple power play opportunities tonight. I, I just I love Hampus Lindholm. Give me Hampus Lindholm over a half a point here. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, now, do you watch in separate bedrooms tonight or separate TVs? Giving you the Bruins fan girlfriend, the Rangers fan, Shanta. Um, maybe uh, we'll see. We'll see how uh, what kind of mood she's in today when I get home. <laughs> that, that's going to determine where you watch things. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I, maybe I'll watch it in the office where I can watch Thursday Night Football and the Bruins at the exact same time and not have to worry about it, and then we'll also be in separate rooms. That's a power move. Because uh, for, for those that don't know, Bruins tonight start time, 7.30, not the normal 7 o'clock. Uh, excellent. That is uh, good to know. Uh, we'll be on the air until 7.30 tonight and Thursday Night Football. We'll get to that in a second. Game 5 of the World Series, which, again, you folks aren't watching because people around here don't follow baseball. The Red Sox are involved, but... Uh, a shutout, uh, not a shutout, a no, combined no-hitter last night by the Astros and Christian Javier. 5 nothing win. It is 2-2, best of three. Uh, game five tonight, I'm going under seven and a half runs, not only because Justin Verlander on one side. And I don't love uh, Noah Syndergaard, who's not been great, but they're going to have a real quick hook with Noah Syndergaard shine. They're not going to let him suck. This is what happens in the playoffs. 
Uh, his strikeout total is only two and a half, and people are hammering his under this morning, which tells you they think he'll be out of this game early and, and reading some of the uh, early pr- prospectus on tonight's game. They basically think that he'll go like one time through the lineup. So oh, there wow, is no okay. outs total uh, posted for him yet. If they posted his outs total anywhere over nine and a half or ten, I would want under on outs for Noah Syndergaard tonight, but it's not up there. So I'm going to stick with under seven and a half runs in a low-scoring game. We had it would have hit last night with a 5 nothing shutout win. And I went Trey Mancini over half total base at minus 140. He's back in there. Uh, should be DHing tonight. As a ch- I mean, they didn't start in one of these games in the World Series so far, but uh, given the expected lineups, he's supposed to be back in there. He's got decent numbers, uh, 111 runs created uh, there in the middle part of the order. So I want over Trey Mancini, half total base. I want under seven and a half runs, Game 5 World Series. And I admit I am I'm in the minority, Shime. I am way more interested in this game tonight than the expected 42-10 final, Eagles-Texans Thursday night football. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I I get that. I recognize that. You live uh, be, you live breathe and eat football. That yeah, that that's your thing. So you'll be into this game tonight. I will. Uh, I have Jalen Hurts in a couple of home leagues. So just don't get hurt, Jalen. Put up twenty five points. Let's turn the page. Uh, I have zero bets tonight for Thursday night football. I'll be casually watching. I'll be had the World Series. I'll have uh, World Series on one screen. I will have uh, Bruins on a second. I will have uh, this on the third. This will be the third. Not even the laptop. The Chromebook. The TV is oh, going to wow. have the World Series. The laptop will have the Bruins. And the Chromebook, the smallest screen, uh, will have Thursday Night Football shine. Uh, do you have any bet for the people tonight in what feels to be an ugly Thursday night game where uh, no Brandon Cooks from all indications. He's so mad he didn't get traded. <laughs> he's not suiting up tonight Unbelievable. for the Texans. Uh, Davis Mills, who David Carr ranked the second-best quarterback in last year's draft also class on NFL.com. That idiot. Um, uh, any anything, anything tonight in this uh, godforsaken game? Yeah, so I mentioned it earlier in the week, and I'm going to bring it back here because I already have a bet placed on it. Might even uh, double down on it today when I when I drive up to the great state of New Hampshire. That's Ooh. Philadelphia Eagles minus four in the second quarter. The Eagles have scored more oh, points like in the second quarter than any other team in football. They've scored so many points in the second quarter that they've outscored the Pittsburgh Steelers total points scored on the season in only the <laughs> second quarter. That's how good the Philadelphia Eagles have been in the second quarter. I want them. I'll lay the four. That's fine. Houston stinks. Um, I'm also, I know we don't really do this very often on the podcast. I'm also going to tease the pick, Eagles pick tonight. Pick winners? No. Oh. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna tease the Eagles tonight. Uh, what? I, yeah, I'm going to tease them down. I, I, I Look, I don't care. I just want it under 10. That's the number I care about here. I get it under 13. I get it under 10. I know I don't get through the key number of seven, and all all the hardcore gamblers will yell at me. I don't really give it. I don't really give a shit, to be completely honest. Wow. I'm, I'm gonna take see- take that hardcore gamblers that are listening to Boston based betting <laughs> podcast. Well, no, like take you know, that. You're like a hole hardcore gambler, guys. Like, I look, I I get it. I I understand. It's not going to be down through the key number of seven. I I'm well aware. That's fine. Don't care. I just want it down through 13 and down through 10. So I'm going to bet the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to tease the Eagles and the under tonight in the in tonight's game. So I'll get the Eagles at minus seven and a half and under 51 and a half in the game as well. Uh, fantasy football question, real quick. Go for it. You can in a full PPR league, you can start Devonta Smith tonight or Gabe Davis uh, against the Jets. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Devonte Smith. Um, I also have Jalen Hurts. 
Yeah, I, I'm so going to say, say Devontae Smith just because the Jets' defense is really good. Uh, DJ Reed is the second corner for the for the Jets, and he is but very don't they have underrated. to throw? I, I agree with you. My but my thought was, well, they're going to have to throw. They they might the, the the Eagles might get up twenty-one nothing and just hand the ball to Miles Sanders and and Scott mm. and these guys and just ice the game. Yeah, I just I don't know how much success Gabe Davis is going to have is the issue, I guess. Okay, um, so you're so it's more of an anti Gabe Davis day than a pro, a pro Devonta Smith. Correct. Okay, I need to text my brother. He usually helps me out with these things as well. He's good at this fans football. And it's not like so. Gabe Davis outside of that one game against Pittsburgh. It's not like Gabe Davis has lit the lit the world on fire, right? Two for thirty five, three for seventy four, and a touchdown, pretty good. That was when then he had that blow up three for one seventy one, and then one for thirteen, three for thirty seven, four for eighty one, and a touchdown back in week one. So it's not like Gabe Davis has been lighting it up either. And so that's why with for me going against a good de- defense, this is more of a an anti Gabe Davis take than a positive Devontae Smith take. Totally, totally fair. Um, all right, so you're gonna go with a second quarter minus four, which you've already placed, and you're gonna play a teaser, which I just got. I don't know how they're listening, but the hardcore gamblers are texting me right now. Why is Shime doing this? <laughs> What is he talking about? Does he want does he want to lose his hardcore gambler uh membership card? Whoa, Shime, you have really upset the club with the people are very upset with this. I might turn into the uh XFL mud. I might just have to start my own league of, of uh, I would follow gamblers. I would follow that league. I, I would follow the league. One other NFL note. Um I saw the headline, so I'm curious. Rob Ninkovich says only three good teams in the AFC. He was on the Greg Hill show today. Check it out on the Greg Hill Show podcast. He was not on, no. On the Odyssey. We just app. talked oh. about him. Oh, Okay, I saw the headline, so I assume Rob uh, FOG. So I thought he was on. Who are his three good teams? Uh, his three good teams are Philadelphia, uh, Kansas City, and Buffalo. That's it. He thinks there are no other teams that can win the Super Bowl. Gotcha. You and okay. I talked about this. I think it was yesterday. Uh, we're more in the category. I think there's six. I believe you think there's seven. Um, but I, I, just, I think three is far too few. I think he's being. Well, I think Andy Hart said the same. It's funny you said. That. I think Andy Hart said you want those three teams in the field last night, and I'll, I'll still take the field. Yeah. Like I, 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 there are some other outside opportunities. Uh, okay, so those are the three teams. That makes sense. Yep. In the AFC, there are the big two, obviously. If you told me I could have Kansas City, Buffalo, or the field. I would take Kansas City or Buffalo. The NFC feels much more wide open. As good as the Eagles are, the NFC feels like the more open conference right now at the halfway point. Yeah, I just don't understand how people can lock the Eagles in as the NFC champion when they haven't I know. beaten anybody. It, like their schedule It's week stinks. nine, Shime. It's freaking week nine. They've had no injuries so far, Speaking no adversity, easy-ass schedule. I'm really this glad is, you brought this up. because This is what people do. John we Ewing want... did such an awesome job yesterday oh, at tweeting out the midseason favorites for all the awards from last year at Week 9 and who actually won the award. And the majority of the guys who were the favorites at this time last year didn't win the awards. They did, and, and then he did it with the playoff teams. A lot of them didn't win their divisions or didn't make the playoffs. Like, it, things changed. There's still a, a half a season left to play. Uh, and, and 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 the Eagles have the easiest schedule in football, and they continue to have the easiest schedule in football. And no, adver- as far as I can tell, no real adversity. Sean. Zero, like, no major injuries. Hurts has been healthy. AJ Brown's been healthy. Sanders has been healthy. Play, they barely played from behind. Line is awesome. Like the only time they played from behind all season was that Jaguars game. They go down fourteen nothing. They immediately tie it up because they score fourteen points in the second quarter. Because again, the Eagles are amazing in the second quarter, and then they go on to dominate the game. Like, it's the, the one time they're playing from behind. They, they don't even play from behind. So it, it's hard to hard to know exactly what this team is. And as you said, they have an absolute, you know, a strawberry shortcake soft schedule yep. the rest of the way here. They get the Texans. They get the Commanders in prime time. Yay. Uh, Colts, 
Packers, that that's mildly interesting. Uh, again, in prime time. Uh, Titans, blot. Giants, we'll see. Bears, woof. And then Christmas Eve afternoon. All right, as I'm getting ready for church. Cowboys and Eagles. That'll there, be there we go, Chris Scheib. So, so you're telling me the Eagles don't play a legit game until Christmas Eve? Yeah, I still. So you say legit game? Uh, they'll be favored in all these games, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if. Um, oh my god, they're they're home for they're they're. Uh... They're gonna pump the Packers. I think I think the Giants game will be a little more interesting than people give it credit for, just because I think Dayball's that good of a coach. Outside of that, like I still think the Eagles are. You know what? I think six Chicago, point favorites over the Giants. I've started buying. We got to go here in a second, but Kyrie Thompson is it was he's a he, from Chicago, so he's like naturally sort of inherently a little bit pro bear. But he showed me Justin Fields' numbers the last four weeks. Quarterback rating in the 90s. Yeah, he's awesome. Three-to-one touchdown-interception ratio. Like, I'll reference it again if people want a good laugh. Go look at David Carr's, uh, you know, quarterback rankings. He re-ranked the quarterbacks from last year. And, you know, uh, long story short, he has Davis Mills second, Sam Ellinger sixth, and, and Mac Jones seventh. Um, uh, but, but in there, he does do a good job of pointing out that, that Fields has been – He's been flipping good. Like, if you want to argue, if you want to redraft Nick Fields number one, or even over Trevor Lawrence, I, I'm Hard probably being a little reactionary, but I wouldn't go crazy based on his athletic profile and the fact, Shine, this is the one thing you and I agree on. We both liked Fields better than Mac Jones a year ago. We both 100%. were tweeting at the time. You go back and find our tweets. Trade up and get Justin Fields, Bill. He didn't do what he got Mac Jones. So this is not a Johnny-come-lately take. I liked Fields better, more athletic, awesome competition there in the Big Ten, he is blossoming, so I'm just gonna. I'll say it a month and a half ahead of time. The Bears game will not be easy on in Chicago, December 18th, because they'll also be looking ahead the six days later when they take on the Cowboys. True, fair point. See, we don't even try to go here. We get ant- fired up of the NFL at the yeah. midway. We don't even try. Yeah. It's our natural chemistry, Shime. You, the we're so good at this. You're forced out of the hardcore betting community now, and I got to fight a fight for you back in. I appreciate you. Uh, we ask one thing on this podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review uh, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on the Odyssey app. It is a humongous help to us, especially on a day shine where if you're listening to this, you're getting a second podcast today. You're getting two. You're getting the normal mutton shine, yell back and forth, and you're also getting uh, all things horse racing for the Beers Cup on Saturday. Because we're going to hang up here. I'm going to call my friend Dick Girardi. We're going to do a second podcast, Shime, that's only Breeders' Cup. Is that okay with you today? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun. I just realized we've gone too late. Let's uh, let, We have to put a pin in Fourier versus Wiggy. We'll do that tomorrow as part of our NFL podcast. Is that okay? okay? That's perfect. I totally forgot about it. Bad okay. job by me. Uh, subscribe, rate, review. Chris Shime, uh, good luck getting back into the hardcore gambler circle. Keep us updated. And any updates to your Bruins bets and or any, or any additional bets you make in New Hampshire, add them to the BetQL Boston Twitter account. Perfect. We'll do. You promise? I absolutely promise. Okay, Shime is going to get something to eat. We're going to set a new podcast up, and the next time you hear my voice, second podcast of the day, full Breeders' Cup breakdown all day Saturday. We'll talk to you then.